When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm not blonde, but I'm half hope. <laughs> Were you ever tempted, like the blonde hair, like the Cisco era? And, I'll be, uh... I'll be real with you. Okocha always used to change his hair. Mm-hmm. I think one time he had his hair red, and I thought about it and I remembered who my parents were, and I valued my life. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I think my life is worth more than. Um, Dang my hair white or blonde. You know when so. you, Mbappe and Neymar went to PSG at the same time, and then you, we started seeing Mbappe dyeing his hair different colors. Yeah, and I always felt it was like the the Neymar influence. So he had the pink hair, blue hair, white, like bleached yellow or whatever it is. And I always looked at that and I thought, man, when I had hair, I wish I did more with it. Like, I wish I would have grown, like, I would have got braids or locks or just dyed it a different color. Yeah, my parents would have told me, no, I've lied it. Me, though. That's that's the thing. My parents not, would like, Not even no locks shit. or braids? No, because like no, no, they think that you're, that you're a criminal or something. No. <laughs> I mean, while at, 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 at school, no, man. Don't, 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 don't get cute with your hair, bro. What about so. a fro? Could you get a fro? Like, a oh, yeah, yeah. Could get a fro, yeah, yeah. And... Like I could have gotten a fro, but I just didn't want to because I didn't want to get into the whole stereotype. Because remember, afro, afro, man. Oh, don't no, look about the guy because I was high and all that oh, crap. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to be into that whole. Wow. Yeah, Damn. No. yeah, bad era for the afro. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember like white people loved afro man. I remember like them rapping it on the bus once when I was. This is like two thousand four, five ish yeah. around there. Yeah. Interesting time. But anyway, I just, I, I look at Mbappe basically and I'm like, because I can see his hairline kind of going. And I'm like, I know what it was like to have the hairline and just to have my hair grow. It doesn't do it anymore. Uh, I wish I just did more with it. Like into, whether it was colors or hairstyles or what. I don't, I, I can't even remember getting a fade because that cost extra money at the barbershop. And my dad was like, cut my hair low. Like the barber would cut it low and my dad would be like, lower. Because <laughs> he wasn't trying to spend money. <laughs> anyway, 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 this 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 all has a point. So, Talking Tactics Podcast follows wherever you follow us. Um, I have a talking with with uh, Dr. Jared Ball from uh, Black Power Media that should be coming out Thursday. And uh, yeah, we'll see if we can do some more over the course of the summer. Um, so, the reason we were talking about hair is Mason Mount released a video saying he didn't want to be at Chelsea anymore. He had blonde hair in the video, but he doesn't have blonde hair now, which means this was a pre-recorded video, although it was released as if he recorded it like two minutes before and it was off the top of his head, mm. which it wasn't because he was reading on from something. I don't know, yeah. computer screen, iPad. And, and also it's very key to add to this, which is very key to this, which I didn't stop because again, like I haven't, I've never dyed in my hair. They say it takes four to eight weeks to get rid of dyed hair, which I didn't know. Mm. So, so now, now that's now that's something I need to now fully verify. But I was speaking to someone about it, and they said that to get out of dyed hair takes f- from four to eight weeks. So, if that's true, it makes things very interesting. If that is true, that's good to know. I didn't think of that, but if that's true, then he recorded this a month ago, mm. at least. At least. Damn, but we, but we knew, we knew a month ago. But no, no, but there were still negotiations. So if it's okay, if you did this like you notice four weeks he doesn't ago, say where he doesn't say where he's going. He just says it's time for me to leave Chelsea. So he left it at least open to where it's like it's 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 my time to go to United. But he why record it to then it. though? That's my thing. Why record it to then? Like because this is my thing. If it's heartfelt and so forth. What does heartfelt mean? Off the dome. Heartfelt means off the dome. You freestyle. Because if it's it's from the hearts, 
Freestyle it's change, genuine. though, HH. Freestyles don't mean the same thing. Like, I know, people, I know. People go I... to Funk Flex with their <laughs> with their Blackberries and whatnot. Like, it doesn't mean the same thing. So, Loki, That's he, bars, man. He, he, you know nothing about that. that. <laughs> Obviously, I, I can't say the full thing, but that's bars. You know nothing about that. <laughs> Uh, he's funny. Fun, oh, he's, he's funny. funny. I, he's I don't funny. know how relevant Funk Flex is in 2023, but it, <laughs> that, uh, those are funny. Um, but yeah, like people don't freestyle anymore. Like really, like how uh, KRS One might freestyle or how. But Mo that's Kata rap though. Freestyle. No, 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 no. But pertaining to to this though, if yeah. your heart's felt anything, grab your phone, put on the camera, and just talk from the heart, because what we're gonna get to in the discussion is. Did Mount really love Chelsea as much as he think that he did? That's what we're really going to get into and really dissect. Because that was clearly pre-recorded. So what I'm trying to wrap my head around is, why pre-record it? Why not just do it off the dome once the deal is done to wherever you're going? So that's what I is like a mystery to me is, why pre-record it while you're still in negotiations? I'm confused. <laughs> okay. If I were Mason Mount and I were a professional footballer making a bunch of money, trying to become a brand in and of myself, maybe it would make sense for me to write down a statement to make sure I hit all the names I need to, to say thank you to all the people I need to say thank you to. And in doing so, I write that down. And I try to make it seem as if it was like off the top, which he did all right, but you could tell he was referencing. Um, and I just read a statement. So for me, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. And I don't need his message personally to be read off. I, I don't need it to be off the top of his head. I don't care. Like if you're leaving, you're leaving. Send a message. It's better than sending, uh, you know, a tweet that says, you know, thanks for all the memories. And hopefully next time I see you at Stanford Bridge, we can all have a laugh or whatever people say. Um, so the statement is fine. For me, it's the, the, the interesting aspect, especially once you bring up the hair thing, which I didn't even think about, is the timing of it. So all of these reports that we've seen in the last month or two that are like Chelsea are still trying to negotiate with Mason Mount. Maybe there's a chance that he might come back or talks have broken down or whatever it may be. They were never, if you make that video, you are not going back to Chelsea. You're waiting on the time to release that video, unless he was just going to have it in his drafts and actually come back. But I, I very much doubt that. So that's the interesting part is there was never a chance for Chelsea to correct whatever they did to mess up the contract negotiations. If they didn't mess it up and it was just the idea that was in his head, why do you want to leave? What is the basis for you leaving? So in in his view, he said he felt it was the right time to leave Chelsea. What in his mind made it the right time to leave? Was it the, the new manager, he doesn't like me? Was it relationship with the fans? Was it the, the lightning rod that he's become? The, the litmus test of if you're a true Chelsea fan, if you're not a true Chelsea fan, just the weight of it is too much. Um, is it not having people, like, is it not having Lampard in the club anymore that, you know, you've, you don't feel like going through life without Frank or whatever it might be? I don't know. But what is it? Because it's not a lack of opportunity or chances or playing time. Because he's been given that in spades. Mm. So what? why now? Is it just purely money? Are Manchester United willing to offer you more money than Chelsea? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Is it Chelsea? It, does he feel that Chelsea are a sinking ship? And this is now a, a good opportunity to go to Manchester United based on the season Chelsea just had. I don't want to stay at this club and not play Champions League football or 
being at Chelsea is bad for my career just on a professional level outside of money and whatever? Is it <laughs> just whatever a 23, 24-year-old, I just need to get out of here and just experience something new? I don't know. But that's the interesting part. Why? Because you you were handed the keys to, to, to the kingdom. All you had to do was just take them. Whether you were rightfully given the keys to the kingdom is its own conversation. Um, but they were yours to keep if you wanted them. So why are you going? Money. So you think it's money? Yeah. And this is the um, crux of the matter. Club football is a mercenarial field. And people need to wise up and accept this truth. Because there are certain fans who are enforcing a romanticized view of club football. I make that distinction, club football. I think we said it on the previous pod. I don't know whether it's one international or three, whatever it is. At a certain point, you are stuck with that international team for the rest of your career. You can't change. And that's it. Club football, by its nature, you're a mercenary. You're a mech. You're a mech. You can work for a company for a period of time. If you don't like either pay packets, the nature of the company you're with, your employees, your boss, the guy just above you, you can be like, okay, I want to now go to a different company because I prefer the pay, I prefer the employees, I prefer the environment. And that's simply what it is. The Totti, Maldini, Gerard, the Lamb, those are, that is less than 1%. 99.99% of club players move clubs. 99.99%. For Mason Mount, it's not complicated. It was very simple. He felt that whatever what Chelsea were offering him wasn't did not meet his value. And he felt that based on my position at the club, the banner, I should be able to have a greater say upon the terms of the contract in terms of contract length and pay packets. And Chelsea just were not going to give in to that. So he looked at alternatives. Okay, Manchester United, based on what they offer in terms of length and pay packets, is suitable to me. He said it in the video. I did what was best for my career. I agree with him. Danny. I think I think the move to United is what's best for his career, but we can get to that in a second. Oh, no, no, I, I, but see, and that's the but, whole thing but, here. But just have hope, just quickly, if I can nail down something that you said. Mm. You said length of contract you think was important. I guess that's 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 what I'm garnering from here. It's, yeah. it's one of the it's, it's one of the pieces of the puzzle. Chelsea, uh, from by all, by all accounts, offered him six or seven years, which for me I'm like, you haven't committed a crime. You don't need to sign an indentured servitude contract. <laughs> so I'm with him on that one, but he signed a five plus one with United. That's six. So, but, so no, length but of what's contract the pay packs, really though? can't be. It, I'm just 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 in the narrow aspect of years. How how much money comes attached with those years is its own thing. Mm. But people were like, he just doesn't want to sign for nine years or okay. seven years or yeah. six years. Well, he's signing a five plus one, and I think the plus one is a club option, not a player option. Although it might be a player option, but from I don't know what to believe on Chelsea Twitter, if I'm honest with you, because people have gone nuts over this which is mm. kind of symbolic of what i was saying like bro had the keys to the kingdom like he's broken hearts <laughs> with this one yeah but but just in terms of years and it's, it's, it was meant to be quicker than this but just in terms of years the difference isn't that vast between the united offer and chelsea so it doesn't have anything to do with the length of contract otherwise you don't sign five plus one you would have signed for a four plus one or a three plus one he didn't he signed for effectively six years so it's not about length of contract. It's like it's, it's the money or it's some professional ambition of I like. Maybe he was just always a Manchester United fan. Did, did anybody think of that? 
Daniel, here's guys. You see, now we're getting now he's we're getting to the meat. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't birthed on in the center circle of Stanford Bridge. Okay, which Daniel, is the point we have from the fucking beginning. Let's let's get to the core of this whole discussion right now. Y'all created this. Y'all created this. Is that is, is that your version of y'all? By the way, you all. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all. Yeah, that's my thing. Y'all, <laughs> y'all. I say y'all created this, man. Y'all created this. you you created this because you said he is Chelsea's pride and joy. You said he's the face of Chelsea. You said he's the future captain. You said he's a Chelsea legend. You already wrote the story before he wrote the first word on chapter one. When you you already you. you've you've already filled in chapter yeah. one, chapter two, chapter three, act one, act two, act three, the end, book published, get it on shelves next week. You guys already wrote his book and it was like, wait a minute, I'm still writing and spoiler alert, chapter four, I'm going to Man United. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what version you're writing in the version of my book in chapter four, I'm going to Man United. But in your version, and the final chapter, the epilogue statue is built. One of Chelsea's finest ever players, Cobham's finest. But you wrote the story before it was even properly written in the real world. So, as you said, how much did he really love Chelsea? You just bullied us into saying that he loves Chelsea. Chelsea is, is part of him where he probably was just an employee. Mm. Okay, yes, I was at the academy. Yes, I've been here since eight. So? <laughs> okay, I w- here's the thing. The moment they cut off the umbilical cord, they put a Chelsea jersey upon me while there was still blood on my skin. Cool. But my thing, though, is uh, when you grow older, you mature. You think, Daniel, are you the same person you were when you were six years old? No. Are you the same person you were when you were 11 years old? No. Are you the same person you were when you were 19 years old? No. You change. We change. So at a point, that eight-year-old from the academy wasn't the same person that he was when he was eight years old at the academy. And as he's growing older, he's maturing. Mm -hmm. He's now looking at life. He's now looking at his career. He's now an, an older, wiser person. Mm-hmm. As he said in the video, this was what was best for me. So, Kenel, here's the key thing. You shouldn't be angry at him. Anybody that's angry at him, there's something wrong with you. Because, Daniel, we now have to ask questions. Why are you angry at him? Because, let's be real. We both because agree. they he, bought the book. They bought the book and they, they bought the book. The book. And but they already had that's the, they, but, but, they already had the ending for the book. But and, that's not man's and, fault. And, and, it's not man's fault. And just to quickly, just quickly, because I'm staring at a book now. It's called <laughs> it's called The Wretched of the Earth. It's written by Franz Fanon, and the foreword is written by I think it's written by Jean Paul Sartre, who is like one of the French intellectuals. And I remember when I first got the book. I did I wanted just to read Fanon. I didn't want to read Sartre, so I skipped the forewords. But the foreword is actually quite important because it centers what the actual book is in the historical context of it. So I went back and I read the foreword. And I was like, yeah, that was just pretty important. The foreword of Mount's book was written by Frank Lampard. Hmm. And you it's very hard to encapsulate all of these things and why Chelsea fans feel like they do, why they bought the book and why they believe the ending without understanding who wrote the foreword of the book. And the person who wrote the foreword of the book for many Chelsea fans is the greatest Chelsea player of all time. Not on this podcast. That no. would be DJ Drogba. No, see, that would, that would Perhaps be even Zola. Um, yeah, I would say uh, he who shall not be named is probably better than, than oh, Frank yeah. Lampard. He have the, he he wore the same number as Kulabal. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> but when Frank Lampard writes your foreword, and the book narrative is 
he started when he was seven years old. He, he, he kicked the valve of the bull. Like they did all of that little stuff just to pull on the heartstrings of Chelsea fans. Frank Lampard effectively anoints him as my heir apparent, your future king. Mm. Then we get to the end of the book and it's like, yeah, he has the statue. He has his 700 appearances. He's won however many honors or whatever it is, Chelsea player of the years. And then, as you say, act the real book is in chapter three. <laughs> For the betterment of my career, I got a dip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lampard told us something different. He promised us something different. And I feel like that's a big part of what this is. You can't tell Mount's story at Chelsea without the, the auspice, the aura, the specter of Francis. No. You can't do it. You can't. I'm done. No, 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 no. I mean, look, um, should Lampard be blamed or should people blame themselves? I think Lampard set the context or he set the table. We'll, we'll put it that way. Like he set the table for people to be pissed, but I can set the table. Like you, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Yes. So yes. at the end of the day, you are the horse that drank. But Lampard did lead you to the brook. <laughs> but again, you you still have a choice as to whether you want to now go ahead and eat from the table. Yes, right. I set the table. I didn't put a gun to your head to say that it's from from this table. I've set it. Now it's your choice. And you willing because here's be real. Lampard set that that table, and I was like, Lampard, thanks, but I'm going down the store there to eat my panadium and the <laughs> egg <egg-gussy> soup. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this is good. And I'm sure the food you're cooking is good, but I prefer that Eba and that Gary. Sorry. So you willingly ate from the table that Lampard set. And my thing, though, is it goes back to this whole thing. And I think this may be like a wider discussion. Mm. Why Why do fans invest so much and romanticize setting players when you know what club football is about. Gerard, Totti, Maldini are the exception to the exception to the exception to the rule. It was the preface, by the way, not the forward. But so same preface, concept. preface, yeah, preface. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, those guys are the exception. So it is very rare for the Maldini story, the Totti story, uh, the Lamb story to come to fruition mm. and and this is something that over here happens in life people were too desperate for missing mounts to be the chelsea legend you were forcing it too much again i told you like i go to, i go to fulham broadway mount is plastered all over i go into chelsea megastore mount jersey is right beyond there because see my thing now is see what happens now do we now go to the right face which is rich james or do we now say, yo, Connor, what up? Ben. <laughs> chili. Oh, chili? <laughs> Let's go, chili. So you basically, Rich James Jones just can't be the face. It'll be okay. Enzo. It'll be Enzo. It'll be Enzo. It'll be... No, no, come on. It's got to be, no, it's got to be someone English. Does it? That Yeah, that's the whole point. No, come on. The whole point of proper chels is proper chels. <laughs> that's what proper chels is. Proper well, Charles has to be English preferably from the academy. It'll have to be Reese James. It has to be. <laughs> and if it isn't, then oh boy, we well, gotta discuss. It. If it isn't, then we have a dissertation <laughs> that, to break. That down. it isn't already is already a discussion. It's all it's but already if it isn't a discussion. Now then then okay. Then yeah. Then it it just is. <laughs> see no 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 see, see, no but no. but my my the main thing here is Mason Mans did nothing wrong. Mm-mm. Chelsea fans being angry at him, I'm like, no, blame yourselves and be angry at yourselves. Because what are you angry at him for? What are you angry at him for? It's club football. He made a choice. And he made it a life choice and he made a career choice. Chelsea offered him something. He didn't want it. United offered him something, so he went to United. He is not bound by duty to be at mm. Chelsea forever and accept whatever Chelsea give him because he's a, an academy player. That's stupid. You're being stupid. But for 
again, what I always say, kids, two types of fans, the football fan and the tribal <laughs> fan. The football fan, he gets the reality. Yeah. Yes, I support my team. Yes, I love my team. But I get it. They're mercenaries. Fans, some will stay, some will go. And when they go, life moves on. Life mm-hmm. moves on. The tribal fan, yeah, I know some come and go, certain players can't leave. And if they leave, I'm going to have an issue. I'm sorry. As crazy as it was, okay, okay, let's, okay, let's break this down. Okay, let's, let's actually break this down. Figo. Sol Campbell. From the outset, we have to keep the same energy. You're free to go wherever you want to go. But, see, this, this is a very difficult conversation. Because I'm trying to, I have to maybe divorce half hope from footballing culture. Okay. Footballing culture, you, you, you can't go to a rival. <laughs> you can't. You can't go. To, you can't go from Arsenal to Tottenham, Tottenham to Arsenal. You can't go from Boca Juniors to River Plate, River Plate to Boca Juniors. You can't go from Rangers to Celtic, Celtic to, to Rangers. You can't go from Barca to Real, Real to, to, to Barca. You just can't. Because that, there's one, they're rivals and they're rivals. Boca, River Plate, Rangers, Celtic, <laughs> Barcelona, Real Madrid. Those are rivals. But at the same time, I am free to do whatever the hell I want. Is there a rule that says that I shouldn't go to a rival? No. Now, you may not like it, but it's you it's me it's me rob fans the wrong way based on how intense fans are. But now this is half up talking. There are gentlemen's agreements. Like I do feel like after Figo, Barca and Madrid were like, okay, guys, like we can't do this again. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, look, a pig's head, really? Come on, no, come on. Oh, pig's head. A full pig's head. That's that's crazy. No, no, no. But you were saying as as half hope. See, as as half hope, rivalries are not. I don't. I don't buy into rivalries as much as other fans do. I don't see Tottenham as Chelsea's rival or Arsenal as Chelsea's rival. There are teams I just don't, don't like. Like, I hated United before I liked Chelsea. So that was just, I've always hated Man, Man, Man United. That's, and that's just to do with sibling rivalry, you know. Um, but so the notion of a player joining a air quotes rival, I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's a player's freaking choice. So, so, okay, so my thing though is, look, you, okay, you have to read the room, read the room. Life is what it is. It isn't what you think it should be. It is what it is. We don't live in a utopia. We don't live in an ideal. We live in reality. We live in the real. Fans are fans and fans are emotional and fans are very attached. So for Mason Mount, completely well within your rights. But when the repercussions come, and they will come, you have to accept it. <laughs> because you have to know exactly what... Because, man, you have to look at the whole 360. Know who you are, what you represent. This is social media. You know your status at the club, and you went to Manchester United. You have, you have to know what the fallout is going to be. And that's a video. I don't think that's a video of a guy who's realized what you've actually done. <laughs> like, that's not a video of a guy who do you actually know what you've actually done. Again, keep in mind, guys, I don't give it down. I think he's well <laughs> within his rights. But but put me out of it. Let's now read the room. If you read the room, man, do you know what you've done? <laughs> like, this is a big deal. If we're reading the room and we're now with football culture, you moved to Manchester United and you are who you are and you know your status at the club and you know what you mean to a certain section of Chelsea fans Mm. where there are guys who their love for you doesn't even make sense. (laughs) 
like the love that people have for you doesn't make sense. Like it's it's inexplicable. So and for me, it's like, didn't you realize that? So that is why this is such an interesting move because we can have such a long conversation about the nature of fanship. Mm-hmm. So we can even talk about human nature and we can really get psychological and people's attachments towards things because again before oh just right, no just, just, sorry, last thing, let's just go. I think you have to understand that for some people it's more than football like we've discussed this before it's not really about football for some of these fans this is my family mm. this is an extension of my family Mount ain't a player he's like a brother He's a family member. See, for, for you and me, yeah, Mount is a player that, that plays for Chelsea, okay. <laughs> for some of the guys, no. He's a family member. So for a family member leaving the family to go to a rival was deeply painful. And it's something that will truly anger you. And you're like, what? Just like when Saul Campbell moved from Tottenham to Arsenal, or when Figo, like, do you know what Figo meant to Barcelona? He won the Ballon d'Or at Barcelona, I believe, if I'm right. I, th- I think he did. So for many Barca fans, that was very painful to see Figo go from Barca to Real Madrid. First of all, for him to even leave at the height of his career and to go to Real Madrid, oh my God. <laughs> Pig's head. Yeah. If Mount would have gone, let's let's say he goes to Bayern Munich first. So let's say Bayern Munich come with sixty million, and then he goes, he plays there for two three years, and then he goes to United. There isn't the same level of hate on the Chelsea side, because in a lot of Chelsea's fans' in a lot of Chelsea fans' minds, United is a direct rival. Especially Chelsea fans from a particular era who remember, you know, 2006, 7, 8, 9. Like, United are like one of those hated, like, I don't like those teams. And from my experience and talking with people from London in particular, there are a lot of London United fans. So there's just, there's just uh, better to go around, um, even though it doesn't quite make sense. Like, I get it. So, there is something going directly from one team to the next that just hits a little bit harder. And I think about this primarily or not primarily, but just for example, in the context of Kevin De Bruyne, like if Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne would have gone straight from Chelsea to city, probably stings a little bit more than him going to, I think Wolfsburg than to city. It's still like, yeah, we should have kept him from a lot of Chelsea fans. Like, yeah, we should have kept him, but you didn't sell him directly to a rival. Like he went somewhere else. So I feel like that's part of it, you know? Uh, And it goes to the tribalism thing that you speak of, like, you know, especially in England, you can't, when you say family, I I hear tribe. I think that's, that's a, that's a more apt word. Um, Yeah. Like you, you don't leave this tribe for that one directly. If you get there somehow in the course of your career and it takes a, a twist and turn to get you there. Cool. Maybe Chelsea wouldn't want to bring you back or something like that. It, it's it's like Fabregas. Like I'm sure Arsenal fans were a bit pissed that he went to Chelsea, but he didn't go directly from Arsenal to Chelsea. There was a stop in the middle, but he went to Barcelona. Arsenal had first refusal. Then he goes to Chelsea and wins his trophies that he didn't win in Arsenal. Slight jab. Um, but he he went to a place first, so it doesn't maybe it doesn't hit as hard as the Figo going directly or Campbell going directly or whoever it is just going straight. So that's one thing. From Mount himself, like on a personal level, I think it's the right move. Not just United, it's just getting out of Chelsea for him is the best thing. So when he says it's 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 the right time to make a a move in my career. I feel like this is what's right for me. He's right. You do you do need to leave. You need to find a club where you aren't seen as some like a piece of furniture. Like you're not a part of just what's the word I use? I think I said an immovable teacher's pet who got opportunities in the team 
because you had relationships with Lampard, not nepotism in that way. They're not family, but like people are always going to look at you suspiciously and treat you suspiciously, especially on social media, because you got to a place without or I don't know. There's just something about him that it doesn't feel as if where he, he got to where he got naturally. It feels like he was short tracked to get to where he got because Lampard liked him so much. And because of that, maybe he felt a way that maybe people don't really appreciate who I am or what I do. So I have to leave, you know, a prophet isn't accepted in his own, in his hometown kind of vibe. So I think going to United, he'll, that immediately is gone. He doesn't have to worry about people thinking I'm just here because I'm an, an academy product. I'm just here because Frank Lampard wanted me. I got a team to spend 55 plus five or 50 plus five on me. They're giving me however much money in a week. They actually believe in me based on what I can do on the pitch. They're not buying me because my name is Mal and I was born in a manger in Stanford Bridge. Like they're not, no, they're buying me because of what I can do as a midfielder. And for me, I look at that and I think, Mason, sink or swim. If you really are the midfielder that a lot of these Chelsea fans think you are and England fans think you are, and to an extent, if you're the person that I think you are or can be, then swim. And United will be a place that you can do that. But if it just so happens that you aren't who you think you are, you are who Chelsea fans think you are, and you might not be who I think you are, then you'll sink. But you need to find out outside of Chelsea, and he was never going to find out for real because you could never he could never sink at Chelsea mm. because the fans were like those inflatable those floaty things that you put on kids' arms when they're in the pool, <laughs> like those Johnny Minerals and all those types of fans, like the Rory Jennings of the world, like those are the things that like he'll never sink. You'll never find out how good you are. And when I see that <laughs> you're being held afloat. That created so much turmoil and toxicity that you guys aren't being real. If he plays bad, you should be able to say he's playing bad. But no, we can't say anything bad. We got to support the players because reasons. At Manchester United, you might not get that. Harry Maguire, David De Gea. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, like no, no, nobody's going to keep you afloat. Um, and he, I think he needs to know that for himself. And that's why I think it's the right move, whether or not he's contextualized it that way. If he's just thinking about money and I'm thinking about his career in a more different way than him, that's fine. But ultimately, it's what's, it's what's best for him. No, no, no. I think that's an interesting take. And I, again, I just don't know. We don't know Mounts. So we don't, we don't know what's his I don't know motivations. What yeah. Again, like it could have been money, it could have been what you said of like, oh, let me now actually prove myself now because at Chelsea I'll always be protected. At Man United, I've not met a single United fan who has been happy with the move. So already you're on the back foot. Gotta prove him wrong. Yeah, so already because several United fans are like, why are we getting Mans? Who is this guy? 55 mil? This is he's he's overrated. Why are we getting him? So already now you really now have to bet on yourself because there are guys who there are United fans who expect you to fail. Yeah. So from like that point of view, I'm like, okay, now you're in a whole different scenario now where prove that you're worth 55 mil, prove us wrong. And you see, if we're now trying to get into the, the, the transfer in and of itself, as I always say, Mount is useful. He's a, I've never called Mount a garbage player. He was just overrated. And I think he was grossly overrated by people at Chelsea. But he Conor Gallagher is a garbage player. The guy is garbage. Mount, there's quality there. It's just that if Mount is your best player, something is wrong. Mount can be the best player in the team. But he should be one of the key players that helps you in the team. He's a great supplementary piece. Great supplementary piece. But he can't be the heart and soul of your team. No. If it's the heart and soul of your, of your team, something is wrong. So, because I think what the guys are saying that, like, I think for United fans, they're like, wait, Ten Hag, I thought that you 
just had to acquiesce to the pieces you had because you couldn't get Frankie de Jong. And you just had to acquiesce to a style of play that's yielded results, and most importantly, top four. But now that you now have a summer, now you can now try and get your Frankie de Jong-esque kind of player and now try and play with the kind of your philosophy. But what some guys have said is that maybe Ten Hag has looked at the past season and says to himself, okay, wait a minute. Why do I have to be married into this kind of philosophy I have? Maybe I can somehow get some joy through a Mount Casemiro Bruno midfield. On paper, that looks like the exorcist, that midfield three. But... I don't know. You no, have your attacking mid, you have your DM, and your Mount is box to box. No, 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 no. From, no, from a footballing point of view, this is the from a football, from an aesthetic point of view, it's the exorcist. From an aesthetic footballing point of view, because it's literally hot potato. That's that midfield three. It's, it's hot hot potato. But from an effective point of view, it could it be effective. Work. It might work. It could be like football is all about effectiveness. There are several ways to cook a meal. Some people like seasoning. Some people don't like seasoning. Some people go for the oven. <laughs> some people like the soft fry. Who? 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 <laughs> Sorry, I can't even speak. Who doesn't like seasoning? Let's not name any names or any, or, or any cultures. <laughs> Let's not name names. No, no, no names, no countries, no cultures, no, no continents. I'm just and, and, there are some and, and no empires. Like Everybody likes seasoning. Salt well, and pepper, at least. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I know some people that, that, that don't really mess with, with, with seasoning. But yeah, uh, there, there, there are different ways to cook. Th- there are different ways to cook. And you could have a scenario where somehow, some way, it's in Hag Bruno Casemiro midfield wins games. Somehow it's it wins games. So look, okay, let, let me throw the question to you. Mm. We we don't know, but again, we're here for a pod, and the whole fun is trying to contemplate and think a, ahead. A good speculation. Yeah, speculation. Mounts at United. So success, failure, pretty good, so so hard to say. Pretty good is what I is what I is what I'm leaning on right now. The only other kind of reference point we have for a move like this is Juan Mata, of beloved Chelsea player who goes to Manchester United for a pretty decent fee. But if you look at how Mata's career kind of panned out, it didn't go great because he mm. went to a manager that didn't want him. And that he he went from a manager that didn't want him at Chelsea and sold him to United, and then Mourinho somehow came back around to United. <laughs> he like he terrorized Mata. I, I'm not saying Mata and Mount are anywhere near each other in terms of technical ability, technical ability and playing midfield. Like Mata's light years better. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. I can kind of see it going that way where Mount kind of just sticks around Manchester United for six, seven, eight seasons. He's okay. He's never, you know, their best player, but he's a functioning piece in the team. He's basically what he should have been at Chelsea, minus the hype, which is a incredibly valuable squad player who can play in several different roles in your midfield or in your attacking three. Um he could be a false nine, I think, in some weird world. He could be a number 10. He could play wide left. I'm sure you could put him at – I don't know why he wasn't ever tried at wing back. So you could even put him back there if you wanted to because <laughs> he just runs. Connor yeah. Gallagher the same. Um, he could play as an eight. Maybe you could get away with him as a six in a double pivot. I would never try him as a single. Um but yeah, there are different tactical things that you could do with Mount. And I can see him not being great at any of them, but just being good enough to plug holes where you need them. And if you have the functioning team around him, let's say you get a good season from Casemiro. Let's say you get a good season from Bruno and you just need supplementary midfield pieces and Mount to show up with his 10 goals a season and his 10 assists, if he can get that in all comps, you'll be satisfied. Is he is he going to dribble players? Is he going to be the most? Is he going to win men of the match awards and be the sexiest player on the team in terms of what he does? Wait, 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 hold on. No, that static is that from you? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. I, I, I static. Was that me or you? I don't know. 
Oh, like I'm here. I heard the static. I thought it was you, but I was yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought it was you. So maybe it was me. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> maybe yeah. it was just a stream run. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and he's never gonna be just like some nine out of ten, ten out of ten player, or even eight. Mm. But he's always just been a solid six or seven. Yeah. But Chelsea fans with the blue tinted glasses, yo, he's the he's the best player in the Champions League final. He was the most valuable player. Like his assist, it's just the narrative that was spun about him turned him into something that he really had no right to be. So I feel like at United he'll have a, a the, the tabla rasa as they say, like a, a blank slate. Yeah. And from there, and and this is beautiful too. You have haters now, like legit haters. He always had haters, but now you have real haters. You have Chelsea haters who are like, we hate you, we want you to do bad. And you have Manchester United doubters. As you say, you have someone, you have something to prove you, you have people to prove wrong. Yeah. And that should, I think, inspire him on a next level. And it could be it. I think it will be good for him. Because I feel like he has the mentality to carry it. He just yeah, has to no, do it. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, literally uh, forty minutes talking about Mason Mount. By the way, <laughs> maybe no, but, even a bit longer. No, but no. Here, no here's the thing: <laughs> he's not. He's he. He doesn't warrant that length of time. But the topic that is beyond him is a large topic. Oh, the fan, the fan culture. Yeah, the fan. It's so only about Mason. Look, as 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 a player, who is the guy? The guy's just some. Who 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 cares who he is? But. <laughs> The term of people's love towards mounts, what he meant to a club, yeah. the amount of mount sexuals that he birthed, <laughs> and the fact of he now made this move to United, it's super fast. It's because, trust me, I've only seen a tidbit of the fallout on Twitter because Lord only knows the Twitter spaces that are happening right now. I've only right seen now. retweets, man. I haven't clicked any of those... Um... You know, mount trader, mount snake, mount yeah. rat, mount all it. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Oh, but, but, but okay, trader. You see, <laughs> trader from what? Life of trader what? Joe's. Like, what? what no, are no, but, about? okay, but I think what? Okay, why do fans do this? Why? Because it's love. Doesn't, doesn't love, your family love, love you? Love and hate are very similar. Like, you have to love somebody. Doesn't your family love them, you? Right? Okay, if you don't have your family, fine. Isn't so? Is the love from your family enough? No, I don't know. I just think people were really—they were super attached to him in a way that not you, mm. you know, like anybody else, but you, because we were told something different about you. So for you to leave in in that way, where people think you decided way before Chelsea even had a chance to recover it, especially based on the hair and all this type of stuff, like. I just think that it just leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. And then they express that. And then we're dealing with anonymous Twitter faces who don't yeah. show themselves on like, to be slightly honest, I might be talking to a person like that, that nobody knows their real name and they wear shades and all of that. But either way, like there's a level of just spite and just animosity on social media that is probably not reflective of the everyday real life person. But you know, t- put it this way: you don't take Twitter Spaces as real life. No, no, no. If no, we did, awesome. <laughs> Lord, Lord Jesus. Um, now, this is the other interesting part here. I'm seeing people gas Reese James as this is true cover. See, like he's getting the same treatment, and I feel like they're gassing Reese James and the and the the departure of Reese James to. I'm predicting Newcastle in like 2027. Oh wow! Or Real Madrid in 2026. Like he's he's not gonna stay at Chelsea. Um, and if if the Pochettino era goes how I think it might, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh, Reece dear. James isn't playing. Like if Reece James deserves to be in the Champions League, so wherever that football is, he should be there. Like he shouldn't just be playing a domestic schedule in the prime of his career. I'm sorry. Um, they're gassing him up just to destroy him on his way out. Yeah. So they're labeling him. Oh, he's the king of Cobham. He's the he's the prince. He's he's our true king, whatever you would say. And it's just like, 
have you not seen the full court press that Real Madrid ran on him for like two years now? Vinicius sending him like emojis and just everybody in Madrid is just like, no, 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 he's him. What are you going to do when he leaves? Now, maybe because it's to Madrid and it's not United, as we said earlier, maybe it's a bit lighter. Like maybe people understand. You don't know. No, that is different, but, though. It would be different if it's Real but, Madrid. But not, not once they anoint him as God's chosen. No, no, but, but, but see, here, but his context is very key. As you said, if the Perch era goes like how people are thinking it's might go, and Chelsea are now in a state of where we don't even know when next Chelsea would even see European football, and Rhys James is clearly the best player and still highly rated, what Chelsea fan will now begrudge him making the move to Real Madrid then? Maybe, yes, you've announced maybe, him maybe and so forth, right, but, 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 but if Chelsea are in a bad state and the club is in, is in disarray and is aimless, mm. and Rhys James decides to go, he's still a traitor? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You, you, because what I didn't take into consideration was for James to leave in that way, it would be consistent seasons of Chelsea being bad. And in that consistency of being bad, the the the, the morale of Chelsea fans would be like, man, everybody everybody should go, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're good, man, you might as well just go. Man. Get, get out of here. I can't, but you should go. Um, by the way, Pochettino came out with his little press conference in mm-hmm. his... Um, you know, Spanish, English, um, you know, they even had subtitles. I was like, oh, that's kind of rude. But, um, you know, how did what, what did you think about what he said? I saw a lot of Chelsea fan channels like, yo, this is what we wanted to hear. This sounds good. He gets it. No, no, he it, gets it, it, me. It's, it looks, it's, it's very like simple. It's speed dating. <laughs> oh, wow. No, look, it's, it's, it's simple. Um, are these just words? Yeah. Or do you have actual spots about the words? So, you see... On one hand, I'm like that. My first reaction was, "Yeah, you're saying all the right things, but it's very easy to be coached by the peer and say the right things for the fans that you're speaking towards." But it's another thing where you actually truly believe this and you're actually going to put this into practice. But then someone made a very good point. Justifying I was speaking to was, "Does Pochettino view this as trying to prove a point?" So the, my whole thing with Poch is that he's a loser, you know. Um, you don't know you you failed as PSG. You ultimately failed. Okay, no, you failed as PSG. You didn't fail at Tottenham, but what you did in that UCL final playing Kane that was a loserish thing to to do, and I lost all respects for you. So you're not coming in with that much cachet at Chelsea, but. Is it a case of where, oh, it's it's Poch the loser, or he's trying to prove a point? Oh, PSG, that was that. It was a whole LSG element that was happening there. Tottenham, that was maybe my stepping stone of just getting my feet wet with this whole EPL management thing. Chelsea, based on the history of what it's about, I'm here to prove my my point. So I'm in two minds. On one hand is the nice scenario, which is loads of young players bought on Jiltem blood-packed contracts and Poch, who is known as developing young players, you're just there just to develop young players will not be sold as a premium. So again, it's, 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 it's a Ponzi scheme that he's going to be a, a part of. <laughs> so it's either that or, oh, I really want to prove a point here. And I have the resources the talents, which I didn't have at Tottenham, to really show why I am a top manager and coach. And I will now succeed where I couldn't, Pause. based on how I was held back at Tottenham and the environment that surrounds PSG. Do you think he lasts two seasons? Like, do you think we're in the summer of 2025 and he's still Chelsea Chelsea manager? That's impossible to answer, man. I, I Daniel, we're talking about Chelsea Football Club. I have no idea. This is This is the point. And I'm glad you answered the question like that, because that's kind of where I was going. Everything you say at the beginning means nothing. Graham Potter, people are like, oh, I think he gets it. Frank Lampard's back. He gets it. Uh, who was it before? Salter. <laughs> there was for Lampard, Conte, Sar- 
everybody's first conference, especially wearing the suit or the new, uh, yeah, yeah. If, if they're in a suit or the new training ground kit, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> everything is convincing and it looks good. And you know, the, everything is shot in 4K now with red cameras. You believe everything. They say the right things all the time, but it's Chelsea Football Club. Giving trust to Chelsea Football Club. I, I have you not learned by now? Like maybe if you started becoming a Chelsea fan like three years ago, okay, welcome. Uh, nothing is what it seems. If you've been here for three decades, four decades, two decades, ten, one, you should know by now. They come and they say the right things all the time. We're gonna fight for the badge. We're gonna try to create a good team. We want everybody from the playing staff to the training staff to the people that work in Cobham to feel like a family. He's already lying. He said Chelsea are the most are the greatest team in England of the past 10, 12, 15 years. I'm like, you know, Manchester City have won seven Premier Leagues, however many League Cups, however many FA Cups. People are trying to say, well, it's not just England. You have to consider Europe. I'm like, okay, let's consider Europe. Chelsea have won two Champions Leagues, two Europa Leagues. Cool. City have a Champions League now. I don't know how much value we're placing on Europa Leagues these days. So those are what they are. But they're Sevilla Cups. So Chelsea have two Sevilla Cups. (laughs) And, okay, so City have one less Champions League. But then if you look at the domestic records, there's no way you can say that with a straight face. But, of course, you can say it with a straight face because it's your first interview. You can say whatever you want. Mm. You can could, you could say, we're, we're here to win every trophy. We're here to make sure Arsenal get relegated. We're here to – you can say all the things you want. He could have come out and said, I hate Spurs. Oh, that was, that was the one thing he didn't do. Oh, he could have – if he would have went into Spurs, oh, that would, Chelsea fans would have been so happy. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, but, but wasn't this a sly subliminal that he sent at Tottenham? By say? saying that um, I'm finally at a club that sort of has slightly. ambition and the fans slightly. and everything. Slightly. It was a slight one, yeah. Just a little, by the way, Harry Kane update. I don't think anything's happened in the week of note. So maybe Bayern will go he, back he in. Going, maybe they bro. won't. He ain't going. Um, the Rice thing is official? I guess oh, we should. That's official. Is it? It's yeah. definitely official. Yeah, yeah it's official. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. You know, congratulations to Arsenal getting that guy. Um, when we were talking about United, I'm just giving these one sentences. Onana apparently is a thing. I'm sad about that because Chelsea say <laughs> they're trying to find a, ref- a backup for Kepa. <laughs> well, what do we mean by a backup? You mean a replacement, man? No, 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 no. They're trying to find a suitable B, like a, a number, a number two. To Kepa's number one. Because they let they let their see Mendy was too good to be your number two. So we let him go. And then we find somebody who can just be a backup to Kepa. That's not too much of a of a challenge. I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't know how this guy keeps getting chances. Um it's kind of yeah, just deep exhale. Um, is there anything else? Liverpool signed somebody. Who did they sign today? Shoboshlai. Shoboshlai. I can't pronounce the name. Homie from Shoboshlai. Hungary. Say again slow. Shoboshlai. Shoboshlai? Yeah. That I just sounds so. like a mess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, let me it's, not it's, language it's shame. To, to, let me not language shame because English yeah. sounds like a mess too. Yeah. Um, Shoboshlai. Shoboshlai. Yeah, he's from Hungary, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, good, good player. He's good. Good player, man. Oh, yeah, and also, so, so um, yeah, we saw Roque joins in 2024. Barcelona. Barca. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, man. Transfers. <sighs> Shout out to Mason Mount, though, man. Big up. Yeah. Big, cool. Big up for the content. I guess, I guess <laughs> you, know, you know, thanks for the content, man. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are people tuning into the Mount live streams? 
Oh, 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 no, we, no, look, we had a whole breakdown today, and I'm sure we're going to have another breakdown tomorrow night, Wednesday uh, night as well. Yes, so. man, yes, man. It's, it's always good to have content, man. He hasn't even moved yet. It's not even official, no. but, like, it's official, so. I, I, I mean, no, basically, Wednesday, basically Wednesday is when bottles? things will get hot. Are you, are you popping bottles for when it's official? Yeah, or? 100%. <laughs> no, 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 because I think Wednesday is when he'll actually be in the jersey and actually now talk as a United player. Ooh. That's when it's now all be real. Now, it's, now, when they do his player interview, what is he going to say? That's like that's why I can't wait. I want to know. I want to know. He's what gonna he says. say this. It's. I feel like Matishnai was the right time in my career. If he yeah. says, I've all, if he comes out and says, I've always admired Manchester United. It's always been in my mind. Oh, I Daniel, can't. I cannot wait for Wednesday, bro. I'm counting he, down the hours for Wednesday. There's, he cannot politically say that. There's no way. And it, it, even if he wants to, his brain will stop him saying it. <laughs> No, if no. it doesn't, and he comes out and says, I've always loved Manchester but, United. But here's the thing. What do you say, oh. though? Because remember, you have to ingratiate, to ingratiate yourself to a new set of fans. You say, hey, thanks for being here, but no, you guys actually suck. I'm just here because I don't know. You know, but really, United said, screw you guys. I mean, you have to say the things that will get United fans. Remember what I just said. The United fans were not excited about you being here. So, you so you've got to get them on your side. So what are you going to say? <laughs> what are you gonna say? You gotta say something. Yeah, you, you see, here's the thing: you've got to put some seasoning on it. You've got to put some, put some seasoning on it. So lemon pepper, lemon pepper. Um, okay, there is one more thing. When I said keeping it off on side, and I know we both need to. Like I said, when I get tired, I ramble. So I'm, I'm. Very yeah, as I said, like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm an autopilot. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of that. Have you seen the new proposal for onside, offside? Yes. Yes. Quick sentence on what they're up to, if you have an idea. So the new proposal is once your entire body is beyond the last defender, that will now constitute as offside. So way back when I was growing up, what they used to say is if you can see daylight between the last defender and the attacker, it would be offside. Obviously, they change that where it's now your shoulder, then the whole, the, the whole VAR situation where your pubic hair could be offside. And from viewing it, as initially I was like, aha, finally, this makes sense. No more pubic hair being offside. But I think they need to find a middle ground. Because after listening to other people's viewpoints upon this, what's the spirit of the rule? The attacker must not have an unfair advantage. If your whole body is ahead of the last defender, that's an unfair advantage. Now, it's way easier to call that offside than what we have right now, where even VAR finds it's hard with all these lines being drawn. But your whole body, sorry, that's an unfair advantage. So can they find a middle ground? I don't know. The but I think a middle ground makes sense. Is the it gives how would I word this? It gives the attacker a lot it gives the person passing the ball a, a bigger margin of error and in that bigger margin of error so basically i can be a little bit late relative to how how late i could have been last season or the season before basically my whole career i can be a little bit more late in seeing the pass and the run can be a little bit more it can be worse and we can still be called onside here so that should create more goals but that's only within the context of players who have played the game within the rules that we've become accustomed to. If this becomes a rule and young players come up with basically the, the last part of my body is onside still, then I feel like it will, it will calibrate itself to become more normal. But what you're going to have now are players like Kevin De Bruyne, like, You've just put the game on easy mode now because Haaland is, I, he can basically be his whole body length. One stride of Haaland is massive. Yeah. So I'm, I, my margin of error, my window to get this through ball off has now become maybe half a second or a second long. I don't know how, how milliseconds work, but maybe it's half a second. And to a footballer, that's probably. <laughs> The, a world of time. But if you go to like the under 12s, the under 10s, you know, people who are just getting into the game, 
you tell them that rule and it's not going to change the way that they view the game because they haven't played it long enough and in that way for that rule to really give them enough time to capitalize on what they would normally see. So it would be, it'll be interesting. I think they'll scrap the idea wherever they're doing it. Cause I think instead of just measuring the front of someone's shoulders, you'll just measure their, the back of their heel and you'll still need to measure what's his heel that way was it like it's not going to make it any the measurements aren't going to be any easier really i don't think it'll just be different times when you're measuring um so it's i don't know why they just can't we've we've tried var i don't know if it's been a success probably hasn't been take what take the good things leave the bad things but they just keep trying to reinvent for whatever reason but hey it is what it is, man. Technology's here to stay. We just gotta wait for the robots. Yeah. <laughs> um AI, where's chat GBT as a ref? Anyway, um Talking Texas Podcast. We do this every Tuesday. You guys hear it on Wednesday, although today is Wednesday by now. Um <laughs> so yeah. Uh have hope where can people get you? Half of football.com, baby. I'm a Daniel to look. This will come out when it comes out. I'm tired. Uh Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, check out the second pods, by the way. Yeah, so we second pod, about the man. Lion King, man. All that good stuff, you know. There you go. Check it out. You won't regret it. Peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.